Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to Be Met at Acme. I'm so excited for today's episode with Botsheva. I wanted her to come on when she was first going through it all. And understandably, she wanted to take some time and heal and come back in a better place with more, you know, space and distance from the breakup. So I think that you're going to get a lot out of, you know, just her perspective of going through like a public divorce and being single now and dating now. And I'm really excited for you to experience that. I'm sorry if my voice is a little like off today. I went to a wedding a week ago. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, it was last Sunday. And it was so much fun, but it was kind of like a rave type of wedding. And we were out until like 2 a.m. I don't know how I did it pregnant, but it was so much fun. But I definitely lost my voice. So that's that. I wanted to tell you about a really fun event we have coming up. You know that I've spoken about spring fertility tons of times. I had Dr. Fisher on the podcast, the doctor that literally I wouldn't be pregnant if not for her. And I'm doing an event with her in person. So if you're in New York City, the event is on October 16th. So it's really coming up. And we have the sickest brands that we're working with to give you a gift bag of the best stuff ever. And basically the tickets are free, but you can also donate to Mama Rescue, which is like an amazing organization that is in East Africa. Anyway, it's going to be a great event and I hope you do come. The event is on our website. We met at acme.com under events. So check it out. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm going to go over some of your questions and then we'll get right into the episode. Okay. Warning. I'm going to talk about pregnancy for the next minute or two. If you don't care, because I personally didn't care before I was pregnant about anyone's pregnancy, you can skip ahead a minute or two. It's been good. I had a situation where I went to the hospital a few weeks ago and I was just having like a ton of pain. And I thought that, you know, you obviously think the worst and then it was fine. I think honestly it was gas pain, which sounds insane, but gas pain when you're pregnant is different than gas pain normally because there's like no room for the gas and like the bowels. This is disgusting. I'm so sorry. But so it goes to places that are really not good for you. And it hurts. Like it hurts like as if you're giving birth, I swear to God. I mean, I don't know, but 
I'd imagine. I can't imagine birth is more painful than what I was feeling when I went to the hospital, but I'm sure it'll surprise me. I recently hired a doula, which I'm very excited about because I really want my birth to be like a mix of Eastern and Western medicine. I watched a crazy documentary called The Business of Being Born. If you've never seen it, watch it. But like if you, you know, if you're already freaked out by hospitals and doctors, don't watch it. Like you have to be, you know, you got to be strong in order to watch this movie. You learn a lot. Funny enough, my OB is in the movie. Anyway, like all in all feeling good. I felt good in California. I just am always taking Tums and Gasax, which is approved by my doctor. So don't come for me because my gas, heartburn, et cetera, is just bad. Anyway, moving on from pregnancy. Okay. The first question is, if you're a one month postpartum with a second kid, would you want to know if your husband had an affair? Absolutely. I would literally want to know if my husband had an affair any moment in my life, I would want to know that. And in my situation, I would probably leave him because I have truly created an environment where if Steven was craving an affair, he would feel comfortable telling me. So if he didn't do that and if he lied about it, then that would be the ultimate betrayal. If you don't feel like you've created that environment and like your husband would be scared shitless to tell you how he feels then, you know, I don't know, maybe you need to communicate a little bit better about what it would look like. But I think if you're even considering staying, then it sounds like you want to stay. Like my initial is like, fuck no. And I'm also one month postpartum, you piece of shit. Like I can't have sex for one month and you're already having an affair. And also like, did this affair go on for a long time? To wrap up the postpartum thing, I would definitely want to know and I would talk to him about it. I'd be really fucking pissed. Somebody said, everyone talks about finding someone with the same values, but what are they and how? Okay. The same values. And I heard my friend Tink say this on her podcast at some point, like if you both found a hundred dollars on the street, would you do the same thing with it? Meaning like, do you have the same idea of right and wrong? Do you have the same idea of how you like to spend your money? of how much money you're striving for in your life, like what kind of life you want to live. Do you have the same ideas and ideals about like how religious or not religious you want to be, how often you want to spend time with family? Where are your priorities? And are they in like a similar order to this person? I think all of that is really important and necessary. And, you know, watching the new season of Love is Blind, like spoiler alert, but Izzy and Stacy like clearly have different values. And it's not because they came from different backgrounds. It's because they just don't value the same things. Maybe coming from different backgrounds has to do with it a little bit, but I've seen plenty of couples coming from different backgrounds that share values in the current, you know, in their current life. And so I think those are all important when it comes to values. And then this question I love will end with this key relationship takeaways that you've learned from therapy. I think from therapy, I learned like set your partner up to win, which I've talked about multiple times. Like, don't be like, where are my flowers? You know, when Steve and I were in California over my birthday two weeks ago, I, you know, we were walking the night before to dinner and I said to him, I was like, are there any surprises tomorrow for my birthday? Like I would love to wake up 
to something that's a surprise. And, you know, we had a lot going on. He was working during our baby moon. So he wasn't thinking about that stuff. Like he could have forgotten and I wanted to set him up to win. So I was like, I would love just some sort of surprise. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, expensive. It doesn't have to be just any sort of surprise, like a cookie, you know, or like a flower or whatever. And he ended up getting me flowers the next day. And, you know, I just, the idea of making it easy for your partner to succeed is one of the best takeaways from therapy. I think also, and this isn't really like a romantic relationship thing, but it can be is like, you have to, you know, accept people for who they are. And the sooner you do that, the better all of your relationships will be. And in the episode that we had with Dan Savage, you know, he says you pay the price to ride the ride. And it's like, if you want to be friends with someone, you have to accept their faults as well. You can't just like complain about them and talk shit about them. You have to accept it. And so that has helped me a lot with relationships. And then I would say the last thing that I learned in therapy is like, if you are someone that holds people to high standards to, you know, reciprocate the things that you do for them, keep in mind, like they might be meeting you at the most that they can meet you at the most that they can do their capacity and your capacity might be two completely different things. And they might be literally giving you their all and trying the best that they can. And it might never be good enough because it's not close to where your all is. So I think realizing that too, like really helped me because I was like, Oh, I feel like I do so much for so many people and blah, blah, blah. But like someone can only give to their own capacity. They can't go beyond that. And like, they might be a limited person in that particular area. Right. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to be perfect. Not everyone's going to be you and you're fucking not perfect. So get over yourself. I love therapy. Just like really makes you, makes you self-aware. And speaking of, I'm really excited for you to hear this episode with Batsheva, who has done tons of work on herself as well. If you don't use a serum before you use a moisturizer and after you wash your face, stop what you're doing right now and listen up. You need to be using a serum. If you know who NSYNC are, you are too old to think that you're better than an anti-aging treatment. You know what? Get started with this sooner. The sooner, the better. If you haven't heard of Clarence, it's an iconic French skincare brand. And they have two new products that I want to tell you about. One is their double serum, which is one of my favorite anti-aging, holy grail skincare products. It's called that because it's two serums in one, an oil-based serum and a water-based serum, which mimic the composition of your skin. It's made with 21 plant extracts, including turmeric, which is so good for you. And it's a gentle plant-powered formula that's great for all skincare types. After a week of using it, your skin looks younger, pores look smaller, fine lines and wrinkles are smoother. And then the second one is a double serum eye. It's a plant-based formula again, and it's for anti-aging around your eyes. It's formulated with 13 potent plant extracts to target visible signs of aging for younger looking eyes. I just love how the texture is lightweight. It's like a gel slash cream combo, and it makes my eyes look brighter, hydrated, and smoother. You have to try the double serum and double serum eye and see it for yourself. Plus right now you can get 10% off 
plus a free welcome gift when you place your first order on clarence.com. You just use the code ACME23 at checkout for 10% off and a free seven piece gift of skincare products. That's ACME23 to get your welcome offer only at clarence.com. Last night really took the cake. I possibly, potentially had the worst sleep of my life. And that's because we forgot to put on the Hatch Restore 2. And we were so overtired. You know, when you're overtired and you actually can't sleep? Well, yeah, that happened last night. And when we forget to turn on the Hatch Restore 2, it's almost like we have no ally. We have no bedside sleep guide. And we hear all of the annoying noises on the street. It's so annoying. And I have to tell you, when I don't get good sleep, I can't function the next day. I'm supposed I'm supposed to have a dinner. See, I have the hiccups. I wouldn't have the hiccups if I slept. I'm supposed to have a dinner tonight for my own birthday. And I'm like, should I cancel? I'm so tired. I have no voice. This sucks. But tonight I'm going to make up for it by turning on my Hatch Restore 2. If you don't know what Hatch Restore 2 is, let me tell you. Think of the Hatch Restore 2 as your bedside sleep guide, your ally in rest, the innovative all-in-one Dream Machine is a sophisticated sound machine, light and alarm clock, beautifully designed for your bedside table. So if you're a a minimalist, that's fine because you could still have it on your table. Good rest allows you to be the best version of yourself, which is why the Hatch Restore 2 was engineered to help you form healthy sleep habits for life. Your Hatch teaches your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to rise with light and sound cues. It coaches you through meditations and mindfulness exercises that transform the time before and after sleep into restful rituals. And right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash acme. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the restore to go to hatch.co slash acme to get $20 off and free shipping. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with content creator and you probably know her from my unorthodox life, Bacheva. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Thanks for coming. It's been a long time coming. I've wanted you to come on and share your story for so long. And now I love that you're talking about it on your podcast, Heart to Heart. And we'll start with, what is your favorite romantic gesture? I'm like between quality time and physical touch. Those are my, my top two. I like that. And backing up for our, those who don't know you, how old are you and where are you from? I am 30 years old and I'm from New York, but the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Love it. And what is your current relationship status? My current relationship status is single but dating. Okay, love I'm it. out there, but I'm I'm very much single. And where are you meeting most of the people that you're dating right now? The apps. Okay. Dating apps, yeah. I actually had a request. We don't have to do it now, yeah. but maybe a little deeper in to look at your dating app profile. Sure. <laughs> it's great. I tell my friends I'm a dating app consultant. Like uh-huh. I will like deep dive into their app to tell them. Yeah. And I've always gotten really positive feedback. They get more matches, more Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Wait, do you have your phone with you or is it over there? It's over there. Okay. So we'll, we'll do we'll that. Get there. We'll get there. I love that. So you were on this show, My Unorthodox Life, which I'm a huge fan of. I love that like just we're highlighting Jewish culture and entrepreneurship. And I think it's amazing. And like, I feel like you and your mom are such strong characters on the show, like just as people, like not even characters because it's who you are. 
how did the show affect your life? Because when you started the show, you were married. Do you think that, you know, now being single, being on the show had anything to do with your marriage ending? Or did you think that that was something that would have happened regardless? I don't think it had anything to do with my marriage ending. I think it, for me, it was really timing because I was mm. 28 at the time. I'm like, I'm, um, I'm I'm, getting closer to 30. Like if this relationship, if we're not on the same page right now, then I, like we should both have time to like be single and find new people. Yeah. And I, I think it more had to do with like my age and it just happened to be after the show had come out. Yeah. Because you met when you guys were how old? 18. I mean, yeah. and that's like your teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so much changes between 18 and 28. Like, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, I'm so thankful for my experience. I married my best friend. Like, if mm-hmm. we could still be best friends today, we absolutely would. Whenever I randomly bump into him in the city, like, we catch up for like an hour. It's always really nice. Yeah. But, you know, we got married at 19. He was 19. I was 19. We were both very religious. We gradually got out of that. But then ultimately, like, he wanted— when we spoke about having kids, he wanted to raise them more religious and I didn't want to be religious. And we both had a lot of like love and respect for each other and didn't want to sway the other's viewpoint. Like Mm -hmm. I think it worked for us that we weren't always on the same page between the two of us. But I think when you're bringing children into your family, you should probably be on the same page on how you want to raise them. So we did it with like a lot of kindness and like no animosity or terribleness that I'm able to look back and be like really thankful for my experience instead of being like, oh, like getting divorced sucks. Like I had a really positive like marriage and relationship in general. So mm-hmm. like I know my next one, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. How did that conversation kind of not come up before you were 28 or had it and you were just like, I don't want to go there yet? I think it had come up, but I think we both were just like, let's see how we, because I think we were always evolving so much. Right. But then when it really came down to it, when I was 28 and he was 28, and that's like a time that you would start to really be like, okay, like we want to start a family and we had to have that conversation. That was kind of what made it happen. Yeah, of course. Do you feel like if you met like the love of your life today and they, had a similar affinity for wanting to raise their kid. No. A certain religion. It's <laughs> It would be a deal breaker for you? Absolutely. I, now if like a guy, I don't want anyone who's religious. I, I'm, I want like traditional values, Jewish culture. If a guy tells me he like has certain restrictions and he's like, but I don't care that you don't. I'm like, but I care that you do. Right. Like even if it's just like he's kosher. I, I don't want to say 100%. Like maybe kosher style. Definitely not kosher. Mm-hmm. I've I've gone out with guys who are kosher style. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I don't want to. I wouldn't like write someone off completely because of that. But if they wanted anything like deeper than that, you know, like my ex wanted to like keep full Shabbat. And I'm like, I'm not. I want my kids to watch TV on a Saturday. Right, like, that's a right, non-negotiable right, right. for me. Totally. Um, but I prefer someone who's not religious. Yeah. When you were together, did you do those religious things together? A lot of it, yes. Like towards the very, very, very end, I would just do my own thing and he Mm -hmm. respected my decision. Yeah. But for the most part, I didn't. I mean, like on the show, you see like I didn't wear pants till I was like 27. Yeah. Out of respect for him. So I was very respectful. So like the minute we split, I went on a trip with my friends and I ate like 
shellfish and anything that I couldn't didn't do before. Yeah. I like did it all in one one big trip because I was very respectful of him and like how he had married me and what the person I was then. Yeah. And I didn't want to like change anything at that point when we were together. Totally. And like being married so young, did you feel like most of your friends were like other married couples at the time? Like how did you find your your people yeah. when you guys went through the divorce. Yeah, I think that was honestly like the hardest part for me was I had no single friends. I had no, I mean, I had some like friendly friends. Mm -hmm. So thankful for my job that it makes it easy for me to meet new people all the time and connect. But all of my like close friends were couple friends. Yeah. And I told him like, you keep the friends. Like I have more opportunity to make new friends. Yeah, that's so sweet. And it was really hard for me. I, I lost some friends a lot. Like some of them were patient with me. I also didn't want to be around couples. I was right. like, I don't want to see anyone in a relationship. Like you guys suck because I'm not, I'm so unhappy and miserable right now. Like I don't want to be around love. Yeah. But the good friends came back, like gave me my space. And then when I was ready to include them back in my life, they were there for me. And then I also lost some friends and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Do you feel like part of that, other than you just being the more social one, is because it's like harder for guys to make friends that you made that decision that he could have, you know, whatever? I think that at the time it was like partly for him because I knew that like I was the one pushing for this. So I wanted him to have an easier transition. Mm -hmm. And partly I didn't want to be around people who reminded me of him. Right. So it was also kind of like Self selfishly. Yeah. I was like, I can't be around these people regardless because it's too triggering for me. And it's easier for me to start fresh. Mm -hmm. So essentially, he would have been okay with you being less religious, but you were not okay with him being more religious. I don't, I think down the line, when it came to kids, he wanted a more yeah. religious home. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. I don't know what he does now, but. How do you filter people today to make sure that they're not you know, super religious or whatever, because on the apps, like you, you say Jewish, right? Yeah. But like, it's like, how do you know? I feel like the guys who are like kosher or keep Shabbat will like rate that. Mm -hmm. Like looking for a girl who yeah. does this for the most part. I mean, I've definitely had like, if I match with someone and they seem like they're more religious from their profile or they have like a very religious name, I'll, I'll ask. Mm -hmm. Cause why not? Did you have a lot of people reach out to you after this most recent season being like, hey, like I saw that you're single, you know, like to take you out. And like, if so, would you take those people seriously? I prefer a guy who hasn't watched the show. Like mm -hmm. if he has, like if you watch it with an ex-girlfriend, that's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, like if you're… I, I don't know. I feel like DM slides are not really my thing. I, the first date I ever went on in my life was a DM slide, but I never again. But he, it felt comfortable to me because I was like, I don't need to tell you anything. Like, you right. know where I'm at. You know, I literally just got divorced and I don't need to explain myself to you. He ended up telling me, he was like, my friends tell me I'd be great on Netflix. And I'm like, okay, oh, this is why I won't ever go on a DM no, slide. Never, never. So I don't want to say never. I never say never to anything. But generally, I stay away from people who are like messaging me on Instagram. Yeah, that's fair. Are you into astrology? I think, I, I yeah, think you're I, Pisces, right? Yeah, I'm a Pisces, yeah. Okay. What was your ex's? Capricorn. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad combo, but yeah. it's hard to tell. And also, it's a, you said you were best friends. And so that makes yeah. sense. 
are you, is there any sign that you wouldn't date? Not really. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting with signs. Like one of my best friends is two days apart from me. She's also a Pisces and our personalities are so different. So right. I can't imagine that like everyone aligns, you know, like your moon sign and your rising sign, mm-hmm. and like everything changes things. But I do find it fascinating. Yeah. And you have a date tonight. I have a date tonight. Yes. Tell us a little bit. You don't have to say, obviously, yeah, yeah. identify them. But like, how did you decide this person was a good match? How much conversation did you have before the planning yeah. of the date? It's from an app. Mm-hmm. I actually was like kind of surprised, like a surprise for myself. Because I originally, I always say I don't go out with youngest. Mm. And I was just, I found out that he was the youngest. And at first I canceled the date. Like he's the youngest in the family. In the family. Stop. And yeah. you're… I'm the oldest. My okay. my ex was the youngest. And I do feel like general, unless you're one of two, uh-huh. there's a different dynamic. Like youngest are babied. Their personalities, like everyone's always taking care of them. Like I'm an oldest. I will naturally be taking care of you. I want you to take care of me too. So you want another oldest in so, an ideal world. Or I love a middle child. Oh. That's like usually my, the people who like my ex-boyfriend was a middle child. A other guy was like almost in a relationship yeah. with a middle child. My situationships are generally been middle <laughs> yeah. children. I think like it's, they knew how to compromise, but they're not like, sometimes oldest are a little strong headed like me. So I don't know. I think there's, it's interesting to learn about like people where they are in their family. I totally agree with you, but I think of it more like birth order than mm-hmm. youngest, oldest. Like okay. for example, you said you like middle children. That's typically the second born. Right. And like, okay. I'm like the second born. Interesting. I always thought that youngest went with youngest, oldest went with oldest, mm-hmm. middle could do whatever. whatever. But I'm married to an oldest and I'm a youngest, but it's two kids. Two doesn't both. So it doesn't count. It's no, not it doesn't count. It's not the same. I don't know. But I love that he's the oldest. And I also, as a youngest, like not to hate on youngest siblings, like- Yeah, no, I'm not hating best, on anyone. <laughs> but- I wouldn't want to date a youngest sibling either. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, yeah, it's about me because I'm the youngest. I don't want someone who feels the same way. Yeah. About it being about them. Exactly. But I feel like two oldest could work. For yeah. Sure. I, and I'm not saying no. Like, I wouldn't say no immediately. I was yeah. just like, you know what? Let me just go on this date. And I ended right. up having a really nice time. So I'm like, yeah. I think huh. it depends on what kind of youngest. Like, were they all close together? Or are right. they like a true baby? Yeah. Like, is there like, my little brother is seven years younger than everyone. Like, he's a true baby youngest. Right. If you're like, your parents had you like every like two years, like, there's not as much babying going on. But how did you find out he was the youngest if you've never met? I like asked something about his family. I just asked. I was like, so where are you? Oh, do you have siblings? Oh, yeah. where are you and your family? Oh, I try to like funny. vet. As much uh-huh. as I can. A little, I like a little bit of messaging before, just because I feel like you can weed out people who are like really not your vibe. Yeah. Or they can say something like obnoxious or I don't know. You I feel like you can feel someone's energy in a little bit of texting. I don't want to like get to know you and connect with you. No, no. Which I've done. Like it's I don't think it's bad, but I don't need it. But I'll always ask like a little I want a little banter before. Yeah, that's fair. No, I love a I love a banter moment. Did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks and are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. But on the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. 
the positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. We have to design a baby room and it is stressful, especially because in the Jewish religion, you're not supposed to do anything until after the baby comes or like you jinx it and superstition and blah, blah, blah. And I just can't risk ordering from some website that's going to take a year to ship or even half a year, even a few months to ship something because I need it immediately. I need it as soon as I possibly can get it. And that's why I order everything on article. Article believes in delightful design for every home and thanks to their online only model, they have some really great prices too. Their shipping is fast and affordable across the US and Canada and they don't leave you waiting around because you pick the delivery time and they send you updates every step of the way so you're not calling and harassing and being like, where the heck is my rug? Their customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. I cannot recommend Article enough. They have a great assortment of Scandinavian, boho designs, mid-century modern, whatever you're into, Article has at least one piece for you. And Article's offering our listeners $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. So just go to article.com slash Acme for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more and have fun with it. It's fun to redecorate, you know, or it can be if you're not driving yourself crazy and you're using a place like Article. How soon into dating, like, let's say this guy that you're going out with tonight doesn't know about your divorce, like he doesn't know, you know, whatever. Yeah. How soon would you bring something like that up? I'll only bring it up on a first date if I think I want to see you again. Hmm. If I know that I'm never seeing you again, I'm not going to talk about anything personal Mm because I don't feel like it's necessary. But if I'm interested in you, I'm like kind of an intense dater on a first date. Like I kind of, if I like, if I think I can vibe with you, I want to like learn about you. Like I'll ask like your relationship history. Like I want to delve a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Not like too deep. I'm not going to like go into like intricate details about my relationship, but I want to know, like, I want to know if it's worth me seeing you again or like otherwise. And I'm happy to learn about your favorite color on date two. But date one, I want to like get to see if there is potential here. And this is me right now. Like previous me when I was like just having fun. I don't think I cared as much. But now that I'm looking for something more long term, I'm like asking the real questions. I like that. I think like the small talk is so dumb. Like yeah, we on like, dates, you already know where they went to school. It's on their profile. Exactly. You know? And I'm I'm with you. I bring up like past relationships almost right away. Because yeah. You, how else would you know if they just got out of a relationship two weeks ago? Exactly. Like this, that, you have to. There's this TikTok. I feel like you might have seen it, but if you haven't, I have to send it to you yeah. where it's like a Barbara Walters interview on the first date. And she's like, 
She's like, what's your salary? Where are you yeah. from? Like, when oh was your God. last breakup? <laughs> like, when did you last cry? And it's like all on the first date Basically. questions. Um, I've gotten a lot of like, whoa, I never talked about this on a first date. I'm like, well, welcome to dating me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you mentioned that you had a boyfriend post-divorce. Yes. What was that like? How did you meet this person? I met, so I had been on the apps for probably like almost a year. And I had been out with like, I've been on a lot of dates. And I had like, I had my moments where I like, deleted it for a month and then I would go back on. And I think it was December where I hadn't like met anyone in probably like six months that I was interested in or like even like wanted to go on a second date with. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I like deleted the app for like a hot minute. Let me go back on, like pay for a hinge premium, put in all my preferences. And I literally went through the whole thing until it says like widen your preferences and I was like, anyone who I would have been interested in going on a date with, like, I've already been out with them. So, mm-hmm. like, I need to find a different avenue. So, I made it my mission. And, like, everyone I met, I was like, set me up with somebody. Or I'll meet them organically. That was my New Year's resolution. And I told enough people that I got set up through a friend of a friend of a friend. And he ended up being my boyfriend. That's really For cute. a little bit. What wasn't working ultimately with this person? I don't want to get into what was, wasn't working. I mm-hmm. think like the lesson I learned was like your gut can change. I just did like a podcast episode about this because when I met him, like I had this like immediate like, oh my God, like there's something here feeling right. with him. And it just kept on growing and growing to the point where like my mom was like, oh my God, like it looks like you might like marry this guy. Obviously, depends on timing, but it was just like I had this really sure feeling about it. So then… When I started to be unsure and be like, maybe this isn't working, I kept on going back to like the moment when I met him in the beginning. And I was like, but my gut told me like, this is right. And now I'm feeling something different. Like, how do I trust myself? And I really struggled with that. And like what I learned from this experience was your gut can change. Like, you know the person when you first meet them and then you get to know them better and better. And then you can see other things about them or things about you that like you aren't working well. Right, and that's so like, true. You'll, you're never going to know until you get to that point. But you can always trust your gut because it tells you what you need to know. Yeah. And like also maybe you needed to have that experience. Absolutely. To learn that your gut can change. Yeah. I feel like everyone that I dated, at one point I had a gut feeling that they were going to be the one. Yeah. And obviously that wasn't true until it was. Exactly. And so like it definitely, it definitely changes for yeah. sure. A lot of people had asked, and I'm so curious about this one too, like what is the best way you can support a friend that's going through a divorce? Ooh, I think asking what they need. So let's say from my couple friends, I said like, I love you as a friend, but right now it's really hard for me to be around you. And like, can you give me some space? It doesn't mean that I don't want to be friends with you down the line, but like right now I need my space. Mm -hmm. And I had some friends who like, drop me and we're like, that's a terrible thing to say to someone. And my really good friends till today were like, would check in with me like every other week. Like, how are you? Like, let us know when you're ready to hang out. And then probably took me like two or three months to see them because it really was like triggering for me until that point to be around people who I associated my ex with as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think asking like what, what they need from you and someone who understands himself will be able to like communicate that to you. Like I had this, I went to, I was in therapy and I was like, these friends, like my couple friends, the girls want to hang out with me. 
And I'm like, but I don't want to tell them something knowing it might get, they're going to tell their husband and their husband's friends with my ex and it's going to get bad. Like, it just was too much for me at the time. And she was like, a true friend will will understand when you see like, I just need some space right now. And then I think the friends who you want to be around, let's say like my single friends, like the ones who I wasn't so close with, like I made plans with them. Like, Mm -hmm. and they saw that, that I was trying to engage and like really hang out more. And I'm so thankful for them because they took me out and like really gave me that like single support. Yeah. That I think if you're just like listen to, even if they're not explicitly saying it, like what energy are they giving? And if they are distancing themselves, it's not personal to you. Like it has nothing to do with you. It's what their coping mechanism, but check in periodically to be like, I'm still here for you whenever you're ready. Yeah, I love that. And like you set a boundary and for what was best for you. Yeah. Through the divorce and like after and to this day, did you see a therapist? Like, did you talk to anyone other than your family and friends? Yeah, I went to therapy. We actually did like uncoupling therapy, which I would recommend. That's very Gwyneth. Tell us Yeah, I think that I actually never spoke about this, but I think it's like we never went to couples therapy. Like our relationship, we were really good at communicating. Yeah. But we wanted to make sure that we broke up in like the most healthy, positive, no animosity way. And we went to like a few sessions together to just make sure like everything was good. And I would recommend that if like you are having like a similar situation to me where you really have a lot of love and respect for the other person, but it's just not ultimately going to work out to make sure that you avoid any negative, like negative, it's it's like you're bound to have some negativity come out in a divorce. But mm-hmm. I think that like we handled it with like as much grace and love as we could because we like took the proper steps. Like we were both in therapy separately and we both went to therapy to uncouple together. And that was really helpful. Yeah, that sounds like very mature. I love it. Yeah, we were both like pretty, yeah. (laughs) I just feel like as you get older, I'd hope that like the breakups get more mature as you break. Like I, like my last relationship was a really healthy breakup. Mm -hmm. But like the ones before that, not so much. But yeah. I feel like you learn like what you need when breaking up with someone and what the other person needs. And also you kind of went through this breakup in a similar time that your mom was going through a breakup. Was it helpful to have her in the same position or is that almost like annoying because it's like you, you know? I'm happy that mine was a few months before hers. So Mm -hmm. like I was starting to be okay when she went through it, but hers was like such a terror. She's still dealing with it. It's such a terrible, awful miserable experience for her. And I think that was at that time, I couldn't like be supportive because I was like still dealing with my own shit. Yeah. But I think my mom's first divorce from my dad was helpful and my parents in general because they had such an amicable like friendship, family first divorce that kind Mm -hmm. of set the stage for me that like you can still have, I mean, we're not friends anymore. And like, I don't think you need to be friends unless you have kids with someone. But my parents were very like clean and easy. And Mm -hmm. I think like that and my mom like instilling in me to like make my own money. And I don't want to sound like whatever, like don't rely on a man, but like I never had to worry about don't rely on a man, (laughs) like make your own money. So like if you're in a situation, like a marriage where you want to get out, like that was never a fear to me. Like Mm -hmm. I knew I could support myself. And my mom like 
really instilled that in me. Like even when I was coming out of a religious world, like make your own money because you never know what changes you're going to want to make and you want the freedom to do that. It's so true. And your money, hopefully, is not going to leave you. Like Exactly. Man does. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's time to have the best fall yet and invest in your health at the same time. If you haven't heard of Saqqara, their plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals and flexible nutrition programs are backed by 10 years of science and designed to help you optimize your health nutrient by nutrient and bite by bite. Each seasonal dish is better than the next, okay? I am looking at the menu for next week and they have a flour fetti donut, which is like almonds, shredded coconut, freeze-dried berries, and corn flours. I mean, their breakfast could not get any better. Each one is better than the next. I am obsessed with this company. I love it. And it also makes you feel good. And you're not on a diet. Like I would not be doing this, eating this food pregnant if it was diet food. No, you actually feel full after every single meal. And if you have a preference, if you just love the breakfast, just do the breakfast. If you have allergies, if you have pregnancy restrictions, you tell them and they listen to you and they make something that's perfect for you. Sakar delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to help you optimize your well-being with results you can see and feel. From digestive wellness and ease bloat to enhancement met- metabolic health energy, and safe weight management. Right now, our listeners get 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Acme for 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Feel it for yourself. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I heard recently that you had mentioned that you wouldn't date someone who's never been in a relationship. Yeah. Tell us why. Okay. I think that when you, especially if you're married or specifically if you're married, Mm -hmm. but if you've been in any long-term relationship, you go through this learning curve. Like you've been through the honeymoon stage. You've been through the, oh, like actually these are the annoying things. I have to figure out how to deal with them stage. And that's like a learning curve that I think everyone needs to experience at least once. And it's hard. I think like my marriage, like just got better and better with every year in terms of like our communication. We understood how to fight together and how to live together. And in the beginning, it was a little rough. But if you never experienced that rough patch to like get past it, I just think that it's like a learning curve that I'm not going to, I'm going to, I know that I'll have that experience again with someone, but I'll understand how to experience it. Mm -hmm. And if you've never had that, if you've never had a long-term relationship, like at least a year, Like, you don't know. And I don't think you really know what true love is until you, like, get past the honeymoon stage and, you like, you learn to love someone on, like, a much deeper level than it's just, like, oh, our chemistry is amazing and, like, they open the door for me and they make me laugh. Like, it's so much deeper and I want someone who's felt that before. Yeah, I think that's fair. But also, I mean, is it so amazing to date someone who doesn't have an ex? Like… 
No, I want you to have an ex because I need to be able to talk about my ex because yeah. he was part of my life for like 10 uh-huh. years. And I think if you don't have an ex, like you might, it might like hurt your feelings or maybe you'll be sensitive about it. But if you have one, you understand that like I have zero feelings for this person anymore. But right. they're part, like a large, all of my adulthood was with him. So I need to be able to like share memory with you that he's involved in, mm-hmm. that if you don't have an ex, I don't think you can like understand, you might, I don't know, might make you feel some sort I of way. I you. I just feel like we shouldn't yeah. like put- Completely. We shouldn't completely rule out people who haven't been in a relationship. I think also, I'm, it's also I'm 30. Like any yeah. guy who hasn't been in a relationship at this point, why? Yeah, unless <laughs> it is a good reason. Like he, you know, I do dating consultations okay. and I do them with men often who- were so career focused. focused. Like they like went to business school and then they yeah. went right to like Goldman for six years, yeah. tried to make partner and like they were dating, but yeah. they didn't take anything seriously because they wanted yeah. to like, you know, some guys are just so like. No, I understand that. I think for me, it's just because I've been like, was with someone for 10 years. Yeah. It's just not for me. Like I get yeah. if you had only had like, you had only been in like a year long relationship. So I just think for my experience, like I don't imagine that. I'm not I'm not saying no to anything at this point. I'm yeah. trying to be really open-minded if I'm like into you or I am enjoying myself on a date. Right. And maybe something you said like isn't necessarily what I thought I would want. Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to be more open-minded. On dates and dating in general, yeah. do you follow any rules? Like don't text him first or like don't, you know, no more than two drinks? Or do you kind of just like, I kind of Bye. go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I do say that they should text you first mm-hmm. up until a point. Like if you're having like normal texting conversations for a few weeks and I don't know what date number you're up to. Like I think if you want to initiate a text, that's fine. I do think that they should be initiating the dates with you at least up until like date five plus. Yeah, Because I agree. otherwise I've done it. I've done like, so when am I seeing you next? Like, oh no. And I think more like I did it like when I was like after date four or something. And like I knew, I'm I'm, like speaking on a situation. And I remember like I would, I was going to be traveling for like two weeks and I had like two free days. And I was like, if you don't ask me now, like those days are going to be full and I want to fill them with seeing you. Right. And, but ultimately like, if the guy wants to see you, he's going to ask to see you. And it's just not worth it to initiate in the beginning. Tour like, once you've been seeing each other right. long enough, yeah. totally fine. No, I totally agree. And it's always like you send the text and you're like, grab my, like, take my phone. I don't want to see it. Like, it's just so. Just don't do it. So stressful. And it, I would say maybe one out of a hundred times does it actually work out in your favor, exactly. you know? But I think we've all been there where like, oh, we sure. have those like two dates, like before we leave and we're like saving them open for the guy. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, don't do that. <laughs> What are you most proud of yourself for post-divorce? I think the friendships that I've developed are like something I'm really proud of because I never, he was my best friend. So I never, and like I was with him since I was 18. So I never had to really develop like strong female friendships because he was my rock. So I had friends, I had best friends, but I wasn't as close to them as I am now. And I think having strong female friendships is like so powerful Mm. and amazing because your friends will always be there with you. And I mean, I I know that whoever I end up with will be my best friend as well, but I think it'll be that much better 
that I also have best girlfriends. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that your significant other should be your closest friend, but not necessarily your best friend. I understand. They should be your yeah. partner mm-hmm. first, number yeah. one. Agreed. Somebody had asked this, and I think this is someone who went through a breakup recently themselves, mm-hmm. how to get past the regret part when you end a relationship. I actually, I had to deal with that like most recently. I don't think I ever regretted like during my marriage just because I felt like I wanted to be there until I realized like it wasn't going to work. Yeah. But I think in this most recent relationship that I ended, I like stayed probably like a month longer than I should have. And uh, I don't know if it was regret, but it was like, why didn't I end this, you know, a little earlier than I could have. But I think what I've learned is that you end things when you're ready to end them. And then when you like can mentally, I think women, we like end relationships when we're like done, like mentally like checked out and men are like, oh, something feels off. Bye. Mm -hmm. And that's why they come back. Yes, absolutely. And that's why we don't. We don't come back Mm because it's like when you make the decision, it's like, no, no, like I'm I've thought done. About I've thought about this like I've so about much. Therapy. I've been in therapy. I've cried over it. Yeah, like they they don't understand. I, so I think that there was a moment where I was like, oh, I could have ended this earlier, and I ha- discussed this in therapy, and she was like, you waited until you were mentally ready to make this change, and like right. you can't regret that because it wasn't a waste of time. You grew from the experience. Like I know for my next. You know, if I'm ever in that situation again, like, I'll get out faster because I know certain signs that I can look right, for. Right, And I think that was something I struggled with, like, wasting my time. Mm-hmm. But you're not wasting your time because you're learning. No, I agree. I agree. Do you have a, like, sex rule when it comes to dating of, like, oh, I'm going to wait 10 dates? Or is that another thing that you go with the vibe? Go with the vibe. Mm-hmm. I have no rules. Mm-hmm. I just see how I'm feeling. Okay. I love and if that. it would ever turn someone off or like they wouldn't want to see me again because of something, then it, mm-hmm. they're not for me. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I just have to like yeah, tell yeah, yeah. you that I, because my listeners will come for me if I don't, that I'm like very strict about that. Yeah. But so many people have come on here and I feel like it is the exception to be like, oh, well, I just did it, you know, on the first date and we ended up married. But I do feel like, and not because of like any sort of slut shaming in any way, just because like a buildup is hotter, like you get to know each other. But again, like if it's going to work out, it's It's going to work work out. out. Yeah. I think it also depends on the person. Like I'm a more sexual person. So I want to see, do you like match my energy? Not Mm -hmm. even necessarily sex, just like, I don't know, chemistry wise. Like I, I don't, I don't think there's a rule. Like I don't, always kiss on a first date, even if I see the person again. It's like, was I feeling it? Like, maybe I wasn't, but I still want to see you again. Right. And I've heard from guys, if you don't kiss on a first date, they're not going to ask you again. And I'm like, what? What? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I had a nice time. Like, I don't need to make out with you, but I, I'm down to see you again. So I think yeah. that I, that was really surprising. I heard that from like a few people. And I was like, I'm that so is surprised. so surprised. Even if the guy didn't try to kiss you? I think like if they make the move towards you and you don't engage in that move, like oh. hopefully they understand, like mm-hmm. don't don't engage with me. Um, so many women I know though have like an I don't kiss on the first date yeah. rule. So I feel like guys need to be more educated. About I think that. they should be more educated because it doesn't mean that you're not interested. It just right. means like you you want to see them again. I'm like, yeah. I need to emotionally connect to you if I totally. want to kiss you. Yeah. So sometimes that happens on the first date and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's check out the dating profile. Oh, okay. I'll get my phone. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Great. I love it. <laughs> 
Okay, maybe we'll start with Hinge. Or we'll just yeah, do Hinge. I think Hinge is probably That's the best Raya one. The yeah, best. yeah, yeah. What is your Raya song though? Heat Waves. Oh, love that. Okay, so you wanted me to go through it because I'll tell you why. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so I have a photo. I don't think they can yeah, see. No. On YouTube, they can. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a picture. I'm smiling. So you can like, Very cute. I'm catching you with my eyes. I I'm love wearing it. a hot dress. Uh huh. I like Hinge because you can add prompts. Yeah. So I think it's the most engaging dating app profile. Agreed. I have Dirty Gin over Vodka Martini. So That's you, your most controversial opinion is Dirty Gin yes. over Vodka Martini. Oh, sorry. Okay. Thank you. Most controversial opinion. This is easy because they can be like, let's grab a drink or where's your favorite martini mm. or mm-hmm. just easy conversation starter. Okay. I have my age, my height, where I live. I just say media. Try to keep it cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That I, where they I want to, to know everything. They don't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm Jewish. Then I have a little hot picture of me in a bikini. Shows I travel. Okay. But it's so funny because if if I did this and then that was the picture they liked. Oh, no, no. I'm I, judging that. Absolutely. You yeah, should not it's a like trap. this photo. It's a trap. <laughs> it is a trap. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably you Cute need a dog. photo with a dog. Yeah. It's not my dog, but I like to talk about it. I say it's yeah. my friend dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also gets very engaging. Then I have, do you agree or disagree? It's always better to be hot than cold. Okay. This is also Really good conversation starter. Mm-hmm. That is like the the format. Right. I bet that one gets the most responses. Yeah. Because guys are like, but it has to be freezing at night or I exactly. can't sleep. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like in the bedroom, it's fine. But like overall, I want the summer weather. Yeah. Then I have a picture with a friend. Yeah. Also pretty Important place. to show that you have, have friends. friends. <laughs> show that you have friends. And then my other one is two truths and a lie. Very much recommend this one. I have, I've been skydiving, pizza is my favorite food, and I've been to six out of seven continents. Okay, can I guess which one's yeah. why? Skydiving? No, pizza is oh my, God. my favorite food. What is the favorite food? Uh, chicken fingers. Oh, same. Love. <laughs> love. Wait, where are your favorite chicken fingers in the well, city? I love like Surf Lodge, but Charlie Bird. Oh, have you been there? I, I haven't had their chicken fingers, Okay, I've so been it's called Tuscan Fried Chicken, and it's these little chicken nuggets with like an amazing dipping sauce. Oh my God, I'm going. It's so good. That sounds unreal. Okay, I love that. So, I think that I would overall rate that like a 9 out of 10. And then I have a chicken finger. Oh my God, cute. And then just another fashion Cute. Wait, so what gets the most responses out of the proms? I would say it's always better to be hot than cold and Mm -hmm. my two truths and a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then sometimes a drinking one. Like, you know, where do you like to get a drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you date someone who doesn't drink? I don't think so. Okay. Why? Tell us. I just think it's part of my lifestyle. Like, I like it. I don't… I Like, I think that if I had to watch myself too much, I would feel uncomfortable. I'm fine with someone who doesn't like to… Like, I've dated guys who don't drink often. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But if you don't drink at all, I think that would be hard for me. Just because it is, like, something I really, really enjoy doing. So, I feel like I want to… I want to be able to go to like a winery with you and you also enjoy the glass of wine. Right. Well, I feel like you putting that on your profile weeds out the people that exactly. wouldn't be comfortable with that. So exactly. I love that. Wait, I just I just had a good… Oh, okay. So what's your ideal date? So now there's a guy listening to this podcast okay. and he's like, I want to take her on a date. I like drinks. Like mm-hmm. somewhere, ask me what area I'm, a, I'm in, just what's so convenient for me. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's nice because you have the option. If you want to have another, you can. And if you don't, then it's like, Great. Yeah. It's easy. Like, you're not stuck. I, I did, like, when I first became single, I made the mistake of doing a dinner date on a first date. 
not no. move. No. Then you're stuck with courses. No, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, you had mentioned like situationships that yeah. you've been in, but now you're ready for something more serious. Yeah. How do we suss out the situationships now? So I actually talked about situationships today on my podcast. I think that like the word, like what are you until you're in a relationship? Like you're in a situation. You're in the, you're in the woods. You're in the woods. Is that what we call it? Is that the term? Well, do you What's listen the to term? Taylor Swift? Yes. So she has a song, are Out, we of, out the of the Woods. woods? Yeah. yeah. And the, so I imagine that the woods <gasps> oh my are, God, I are love that. that's the woods. Okay. So I consider like until you're exclusive with someone, you're in a situationship with them. If you're continuing right. to see them. So I, I don't like that it has such a bad rap. I think it's just the easiest way to describe seeing someone without being with them. Yeah, that's fair. But I think that usually I don't like people a lot. So I rarely get to the point of like entering in situationship city with them. Mm-hmm. I do think because I've been married, I know like what I'm looking for a little bit more. Obviously, I'm like open-minded to like different things, but I know if I connect with somebody. Yeah. So I try my best to like avoid those things. And I and I will ask now on a first date, like, what are you available for? Or what do you think you're available for? Mm, that's Nobody really one. knows. But that's a good way to put it because it's not like, you know, I don't love when people say like, what are you looking for? Or yeah. are you ready for a relationship? Because it's like, that just sounds like you're just putting them in the box. Exactly. But if you say, what are you available for? That's yeah. more like, what's your capacity? Exactly. And And I've had some people be like, you know, I'm really focusing on my career right now or like I'm looking for a relationship. And it, it just like kind of like puts it in their mind like I'm in a serious headspace. Mm. But like I'm not like specifically like forcing anything on you. Like I'm genuinely like curious to hear what you're interested in. Right. And like what like what are you available for? I think when I became single and I was not available for a relationship and like I think I would put that out there and be like, I just got out of a long-term relationship. Like, I'm not looking for anything specific, but like, I'm not not looking. Mm -hmm. I'm open. I kind of would say I'm open. So if a guy would say I'm open, to me, that means you're probably not like available for a relationship, but I don't know. No, I feel like if a guy says I'm open, he's also trying to like play cool because he doesn't want to be like, I'm looking for something serious because sometimes we get the ick from that. So yeah. I'd be open to a guy saying he's open. Open, yeah. I think I think you can like by the way they're talking about what they want. Yeah, you, you can, can see. You can see. Okay, we're gonna do some rapid fire okay. poll questions. Can you recover if you think a guy is pulling away? Yes or no? Meaning, will he come back? Yeah. Or like, can you get him back somehow? Oh, don't try. Yeah. <laughs> What is your ideal slash preferred body type for a male partner? Tall and muscular, tall and lean, dad bod, or beefy? <laughs> tall and lean. Okay. Your boyfriend refuses, this is so like niche and silly, but your boyfriend refuses to download Teams, which is like a work app okay. on his phone because he doesn't want to be bothered when he's away from his laptop. Do you have a right to be bothered by that? No, it's not your business. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd be turned off probably. Really? Because I'm like, you should prioritize work. But Oh, he doesn't want to, meaning he's not like answering. Yeah, emails. he's not answering his boss. Like, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No, like you should. Yeah, no. Yeah. I would yeah. be bothered by that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel there's a loneliness slash friendship crisis happening where people don't value friendship enough in comparison to romantic relationships? Yes or no? Ooh, uh, I would say no. Your significant other is 
much nerdier than you. And sometimes you feel embarrassed and awkward when they say certain things or act a certain way. Is that a red flag, a deal breaker, or no big deal? Red flag. Significant other's family isn't necessarily what you envisioned for yourself. Is it okay to kindly tell your partner the way you feel about their family instead of bottling it up or just move on? I think you have to just move on. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be your family. They're going to be your family. Yeah. You're dating a guy for six months. Is it normal for him to be consistently liking photos of other girls on Instagram? No. How no. do you like <laughs> avoid that though? I think you say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. How long should you wait to change your name on social media after getting married? Did you ever change yours? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think whatever feels comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. Your significant other isn't verbally affectionate. They don't say I love you very often, but you have no reason to doubt how they feel about you. Bring it up or not worth it? Bring it up. Would you rather your best friend hate your significant other or flirt with them? Damn, this little, what kind of question is this? <laughs> hate. Would you rather settle on emotional needs or physical attraction? Emotional needs. Really? Settle. Wait, settle as in which one do I want? Which one do you care about less? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. Physical attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Okay, amazing. That was so fun. Yes. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice, something that's helped you maybe when through your breakups or just in life that you want to pass on? I think if you're going through a breakup and you're sad, to sit in your sadness is important. And uh, like my therapist told me, like, you're being too busy. You can't go out every night. Not that I was like out partying, but like making plans every night. She's like, you need to sit in your sadness and be with your thoughts. So I think if you do that, then you're going to deal with your emotions and process them way faster than if you avoid it. So it's okay to be sad. You'll be okay. And time heals all wounds. I love it. Where can everyone find you, follow you, and listen to Heart to Heart? Thank you. You can find me on all the social platforms at Bacheva Heart. And my podcast is at Heart to Heart. You can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever podcasts are available. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.